Hi, what you doing? What the fuck are we getting into, my baby girl? About to make you this October 31st, call you my boo. I can hear you okay. We're recording now. Um, welcome to another episode of Definitely I'm Not, I'm Not Gay, but I'm definitely buzzed. Um, and... Oh, this is the Unicorns. I was just telling Scott um, this album I used to listen to when I was uh, um, a younger shithead. Um, Who will cut our hair when we die? I think, or when we're dead. I think is the name of the album. It's a good album. So, for anybody who's listening, check it out. Um, I don't remember them getting a ton of love, but anyway, off you go. Um. So, so I, yeah, man. I had a oh, that's a cool band. I, I like that. I like that. But when I came in, I was like, "Is somebody playing the keyboard in yeah. front?" Of you? And then, yeah, I didn't see anybody. You know, so I've had that. a real, and I just, t- I've, I, I was telling somebody about this. I had a, I've had a real like itch to play the piano lately. Um, at work, we have a piano sitting in the lobby, nice. and I really like. Oh, I, I really desperate. Just go a, up to it, then. There's just a sign that explicitly says, "Don't touch, don't this fucking piano. touch," with an underline. You're <laughs> fucking. Um, but more reason to do it. More reason to do it, and I'll play it with my dick just mm-hmm. just as a fuck you. Um, yeah. Speaking of dicks, I have a. So this week we had um, it was a really busy week at work. We had. World of Concrete Convention. Mm, must have been fun. Um, it was really busy. Um, but so, like, there's this thing that happened. So I was at a table, and it was really crazy busy, right? There's a lot of people around, and I was at a table, and I was clearing the table. And um, so I was at the left side. So it's like, you know, four sides to a table, right? And I was on one side, and I was switching over to the other, but I stopped in the corner, mm-hmm. right? And... My fuck my my crotch like touched the corner right, and at this point I hadn't had sex in three days right. So you just came. I mean, no, but <laughs> I think you did, Scott. You pervert. Um, but so my crotch was at the corner of the table, and it like it felt it felt nice. You know what I mean? It, it felt okay. That like you were getting head type feeling. <laughs> And then you came. Yeah, by by the table. By the table. Um, splinters and all. I don't mind. Um, but I I I kind of like I rubbed against like you know just accidentally or not on purpose rather, um, but just you know inadvertently, and then I just kind of sat there like like oh that felt okay, and so I stood there for a second. <laughs> And I was clearing the table, and I had my dick on the corner. I wasn't trying like, to recreate. I wasn't. It. I wasn't rubbing. You were like trying to just recreate it, I, every <laughs> every hour. You were like trying to go back to that same table. Yeah, and recreate. That it's just feeling. looking at it like you should have seen what it was wearing. Honestly, um, that was a terrible. Um, but so I was. I I rubbed, and it felt it felt okay. And I um, and I was getting all the stuff off the table, and and I dude, I fucking I looked up, and like I said, it was busy. I looked up and there was a guy. He was watching me the whole time, <laughs> the whole time. We met eyes, and it was. I felt so embarrassed. He was just in the corner, just like rubbing it the whole time. No, he was at the table right next to the table that I was rubbing my dick on, and he was just staring. And he was, it, get, he was getting <laughs> off by it. He was just staring at you. Can I be? He had a concerned look on his face. Concerned, like he wanted it look. 
Yeah, that was probably it, Scott. Um, I also had another, um, and and this is like uh, I, somebody reminded me about this story um, earlier this week, and it's all leading up to something. I promise. But um, I, I told you I was in the Boy Scouts when I was a kid. Did you know that? Explain. I was in. The, you know the Boy Scouts. No, I know of the Boy Scouts. You know of the Boy Scouts. And now that there's girls in the Boy Scouts, do you know of the Boy Scouts? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was in them. Okay. You were in them? Yes. So All of them? Yeah. I mean, not at the same time, but just, you know, individually. But uh, on this particular occasion, we went to, uh, we didn't overnight, you know, just like we used to go on them all the time, you know, uh, just um, on a Friday night after school, we'd have all our shit packed up and then we'd go out to wherever and spend the night or two and then we'd come back home and, you know what I mean? Like an overnight thing. And we went to this particular place, and I always get the name wrong. I've mentioned it to people who were with me that night, or that uh, that particular overnight. And I think the place is called Frenchman Hills. It's just maybe like half hour. Does that sound familiar? I've never heard of that. Frenchman Hills? Okay. No. It was but like, it would be called Frenchman Hills. He, uh, I don't know where you get, what you're getting at. Anyway, um, so we, it was like maybe a half hour out of town, and um, it was this campground. We set up shop, and... The leaders, they started, you know, uh, cooking dinner and getting their shit together. And so we just kind of wandered off. All the boys, we just kind of wandered off. And it was in the desert somewhere. I wish I could remember exactly where. Frenchman Hills is where I think it was. But so we started wandering off into the desert and on this this incline, you know, it wasn't super steep. So we were kind of walking across it. There was this gigantic cardboard box. It was maybe... I mean, uh, considering I was a kid at the time, it probably seemed ginormous. But it, I would say maybe five feet by like three feet. Um, like something you would put like a couch in or like. No, like no, 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 no. Like five feet in length and three feet in width. That's a tiny couch. Um, maybe like a dog couch or like a little people couch. I could see. Probably. Um, or like if. Uh, Get it right. It's midget. Sorry. Um, but so anyway. It was sitting on this incline, on this hill, on this dirt hill, and it was being held up by a rock. And it was it was kind of higher up on the hill. And so a couple of us, maybe two or three of us, and I, oh, I remember my friend Ernesto from, from uh, elementary school. He was there. Anyway, Ernesto and I and somebody else, I, I really don't remember who else was on, up there. We, we uh, climbed up to where this box was. and Because, I mean, obviously, it's just like a, a big cardboard box and it's covered. We don't know what it is, but obviously we're curious. We popped it open. It was the most porno. <laughs> I've Dude, magazines, cassettes, dude, all kinds of shit in there. And I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was me or maybe it was Ernesto, but... We kicked it, and it just came tumbling down to where the rest of the scouts were gathered, right? And we all, we, we made it down the hill, and we all just stood at this big pile of porno. And I I vaguely remember somebody saying, like, the leaders are going to find out about this. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in, an, in, in that instance, as soon as the sentence ended... A few of us grabbed some stuff and we just booked it. We <laughs> we took off. We took off, and I remember one of the guys. It's I like opening the suitcase in uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, no, it's not at just all. Like, like the that. light just turns. Oh off. yeah, like we were all kind of yeah. fawning over, like <gasps> oh my god. Well, I mean, 
I was kind of, I, I, I definitely was just like, I was baffled. Like, why would somebody put that up there? What is the purpose? I, I don't understand why. I don't. And I remember thinking of this idea. Have you like, seen a, Have you seen the the show on Netflix called uh, Big Mouth? Oh, uh, with uh, Nick Kroll. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of sounds vaguely familiar. I don't that. remember any of it. I don't remember shit, Scott. I really don't. I barely remember this story. Somebody brought this up to me. It's based on that same thing, like a childhood's, uh, a childhood's like uh, start of oh, sexuality. Like, like, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of um, explore um, finding your sexuality. Yeah, finding, rather, yeah. It's just um, you don't know where it's going. You don't know where it's. Well, it really hasn't been anywhere. But yeah, you're right. It's something like that. And I remember I was one of the grabbers. <laughs> I was one of the grabbers. And it's funny because um, somebody mentioned last night about Playboy. And, uh, oh, I was watching a television show on, on Netflix. And they mentioned something about Playboy doesn't have nudity anymore. And I asked my girlfriend who, I asked her, like, Playboy doesn't have nudity anymore? And she says, I don't know. And I said, I, I couldn't tell you the only... She was like, let me go find out. <laughs> uh, let me look under the mattress on your side. The only Playboy I ever had was the one I grabbed from that from the grab, from that Frenchman Hills Overnight scout, scout trip. It was a Playboy with Cindy Crawford, and I was deeply in love with her. I was, oh my God. It, I mean... I was in love with Cindy Crawford, but that's the one I grabbed. She was centerfold and everything. Yeah, yeah, she was like the feature in the in in the issue. But um, yeah, I guess like that was. Oh, <laughs> oh well, uh, the, the, what happened next was uh, we kind of we went into our uh, you know individual tents or, and uh, I think I had a tent to myself, or I don't remember. I, I forget, but um, we kind of you know put it away and somebody one of the friends i grew up with um i won't mention his name let's just say his name is brian christian and he told or one of them told the scout leaders and the scout leaders they um i remember we we kind of disappeared it was like a kind of a horny blur in my mind and we all kind of went back to the spot at one point and um there was no box left. There was no. There was like almost no no remnants. They just, of, they just took it for it, themselves. They took it. The leaders they took it for themselves. The leaders took it. And it's funny. When we made it back to the camp, like around dinner time, um, the leaders all sat us down and they had a, they gave us a talk. And I remember vividly, Scott. I remember vividly. <laughs> one of the leaders had a truck, a pickup truck, and he had the box in the back of the pickup <laughs> truck. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like telling us about how uh, you know this was wrong, and that uh, a collection like this, it, it, like it, it only spells out perversion for whoever made it. And uh, dude, I honestly, I as it's sitting in back of his picture, yeah, and his mouth is salivating. His just mouth, as, and he's, he's just looking at it. He <laughs> opens his centerfold while he's telling you, "This is wrong." This kids. is ooh, this, this is, that is wrong. wrong. Turns it sideways. sideways. <laughs> but he, um, God, I wish I could remember. God, I can't. Remember remember shit dude i don't remember any of the people uh, brian christian and ernesto uh were the ones that were on that um on that overnight with me and i got to keep that uh that playboy with do you still Club. have it you think you can no no i don't have it anymore I, I i i honestly i don't know what happened to it i i was really young i i would say at the oldest 13 at the youngest 11 mm. 
Um, but it just was, it was kind of, um, uh, how, how could I say this? Like it was a defining time in my sexuality. Anyway, that kind of, that, that idea kind of led me into this thing that I've just kind of been obsessing about where I mentioned earlier that I hadn't had sex in three days when, you know, when I was rubbing my dick on that table in front of that guy to a porn for no money. Um, I, I've been like, I've been under, under the impression or under the idea rather that I might be like a sex addict and the thing that, I mean, okay, so here's the, the, the correlation being this, that like when I have problems with my significant other, they're always fixed through uh, physical reconciliation every time. And it's like I have I have these like I, I I would almost call them obsessive thoughts about what makes us not good or things that I kind of can't exactly make sense of with her and I you know our our philosophies our morals um, our life experiences and how we register them but whenever we fuck it's fine. As as soon as we have sex, it's uh, all of that melts away, right? And I started like I'm, I'm. But that's like the that's the endorphins that's that happens because of that sexual pleasure, though. It's not like. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Is it is it you who when you do when you guys are having sex, like is it something that only you feel pleasure, or do you feel like no. your pleasure? Of course, I I, I mean <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty. You know, of course I of course I you know. I'm just saying. Are you asking if I get her off? Is that what you're asking? Hey, man, you're bringing it up. I'm oh, just okay. answering. I'm just, um, I'm just posing a question. I mean, yeah, but you're asking, you asshole. Don't put it on me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, that's not. That, well, I mean, yeah, but yes, but um, I guess I don't understand what you're saying. Well, like, if you like, feel do I think? Do I think that it's just the the, the effect- satisfaction? No. for yourself. Okay, no, it's not because. Well, that's what an addict would think. It's just getting off no, to no, get no. off. But okay, so here, this is what the the idea, the the philosophy behind whether I'm an addict or not is that I have an issue. I confront the issue, or, or like um, you know, uh, uh, bring to light the issue with her. I try to discuss it. There's no discussion on her part. We have sex. It's no longer an issue. Does that make sense? Where it's well I mean for so my she's not questioning it then she's okay how do you mean like she doesn't so it doesn't like you did you you pose that question to her like you pose that whole thing that you feel like you're an addict mm-hmm. what she didn't say anything she's just like okay like whatever no she she said well I mean in this when I when I had the sort of epiphany and it was last Sunday and we were having breakfast somewhere and um, we were tripping, um, but oh, that's that's right. Did you guys actually end up doing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah we nice. did, we okay, did. We got to talk about that. But oh, okay, so like we we started tripping, and um, we were having breakfast because my plan was we we're going to go to the park, right, and spend like a few hours at the park, which mm-hmm. we did. But before that, I, I guess I kind of um, I thought about the idea that I might be a sex addict, which is something that's kind of occurred. Was this during? That mm-hmm. the, was that during the, is that the reason why you feel that? I mean, okay, so 
a lot of times people say that um, th- your brain makes connections when it's on acid. You know, mm-hmm. you, you make certain connections that you probably wouldn't before. Um, and I guess I kind of, yeah, I did feel like an epiphany and I've had epiphanies on acid before and it's just like, oh, okay, it's just like a thought that, but it really, it has stuck with me. It has stuck with me to the point where, and I've told you this before with sex in my current relationship, I need it on a daily basis. I need it every day. And it feels as if like, I mean, two years together, it feels as if all of the problems that have arisen between you know my personality and her personality kind of coming together all of the problems that have come from that have never been addressed they've never been resolved Mm, i mean permanently rather you know like in the moment yeah sure we have sex and like i said it just kind of dissolves from there like a cigarette yeah, like a cigarette. It's mm-hmm. nice, you know. You, you, you know, a, a five minute thing, and it's like uh, it's it's, gone, it's a little bit of relief, right? Just let it go. And it feels as if, like, for her, that that will suffice. And <clears throat> I'm a little more. And this is where my fault comes in. I'm a little bit obsessive. I'm a lot of bit obsessive. Okay, so once I get a thought in my mind, it will build upon itself, and it just. It might keep going, and it's hard to tell sometimes whether it's a legitimate um, something that legitimately is important to me, or if it's just something that I'm kind of obsessively building in my mind. Um, but it kind of this last Sunday when when we were tripping, and it's and it, it kind of sucks to say that it's it happened when we were tripping or when I was tripping because. It kind of delegitimizes a little bit. No, no, I, no. I, I don't know. It's that's that's. I don't know. That's very. Uh, that's a fifty-fifty thing. Like people can say that, and other people can be like, "Okay, well then, it's a if it's a fifty-fifty thing, then I'm. I, I will say that I don't think it delegitimizes it. I think it. The fact that I'm still, it's still resonating, validates it even. So, it's this idea that. I might be a sex addict because we have problems. They never become resolved and they just kind of, it, it, you know what I mean? Like I'm up to my ears in these problems that have that have kind of been inside of my mind since we've been together for two years. And it's just they're kind of, they're building upon each other and they're just like, they're, you know, one of them is packing on top mm. of the other. It's, you know, like throwing dirt. like over, Like that overwhelming feeling. Sort of, like an overwhelming or over... That that has built up over Mm. time. Overstimulated feeling? No, 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 not not necessarily overstimulated. It's, I mean, where, okay, so look. Or understimulated. No, no, no. You have have an issue that you never, that was never resolved. You have sex and it dissolves, right? It's not in your mind anymore for a time. Mm. It will inevitably come back. For me, it has inevitably come back again and again. Every day. And every time, not every day. But, but you're, like, you're not alone in that situation. Like every guy wants to have sex. No, no, no. It's, it's not about sex, though. It's about sex addiction and whether it is that I have it or not. And so, my, my, like I said, I have these things that I've brought up. They, they are not met with resolution, they're met with sex, which is a type of temporary resolution. And, but after that, after that sort of like, 
after those endorphins kind of fade away, I'm still left with this problem. But the, the difference, though, is that only one of the two of us, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't, I don't want to say care about it, but it stays with. So that being, just, that being me. So just so I can, I could try to picture it in my mind. So I was like, you're happy. You, you are happy. You feel like everything's going okay. You want to have sex. You're sad, you're sad, or if you're, you're angry, you think sex is going to resolve it. Not, not necessarily, or like, not necessarily anger, but I have uh, a moral issue with, like you think it's going to be able to resolve. Let's. I, my idea is that this. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Let's. And part of my problem, like I said, is just being overly obsessive about it. So it's like, okay, here's the problem. Let's break it down. Let's break it down even further. Let's break those pieces even down even even further. And it's just like a constant breaking down, breaking down until you can get to the bottom. Until of it. it's just nothing. And then that's when I think I'll feel. Well, the key word being when I think. That's when I think I will, I'll feel satisfied or resolved in this thing, right? But since they're never, ever, ever resolved and they're only met with sex, those problems stay with me. They build over time. Mm-hmm. And so I need sex more and more and more to not feel this feeling of I have these, these, these ideas in my mind and they've never been resolved and they're just like – they're just – like tearing my brain apart. So are you trying to stop yourself at this moment? Like, are you so, not trying so to? So I mentioned earlier about the um, rubbing the crotch on the table. Um, I hadn't had sex in three days at that point. And that was a conscious thing. Oh, dude. I, I mean, it was, it was definitely tough for me. It's definitely tough for me. I'm, I, I feel like I've become... And, and, and my motivation behind not having sex for the last three days was this fear that... I very well might be addicted to sex where any problem that I met with for the rest of my life, sex is the answer. Hmm. And it like, dude, so many people have kind of gone down that path. And right now I'm, I'm kind of in a, in, in, in a spot where I'm in the transition period between maybe it's a thing and definitely I'm addicted to sex or, or sex is how I deal with things. I don't know, man. See, an addiction would be wanting to have sex with... No, no, no. Not wanting. Needing. Even needing or wanting to have sex with every day with anybody, no matter what. Sex 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 addiction is any girl that you see... That you want to have sex with them, but that's, you know who ha- you know but who that's was not necessarily you know who was like that. That's not necessarily Russell true. Brand. It, yeah, you're right. You're right, and I have heard some. Of, I, I I mean, I guess I don't know a ton, but like, yes, I I know that he was addicted to sex. But here's the thing, I there's a progression. Addiction is a progression, Scott. Where at one point with alcohol, you know, you, you like it. Oh man, it, it gives you this it's feeling like a of fiend. Of, like you fiend for it, but right? Like, but again, do you feel Scott, like you you're fiending for but it? But you don't go from having one drink to immediately you're a fiend. There's a progression, and what I'm telling you is that I'm in this transitionary period between maybe this is something, and definitely this is something. You know what I mean? Where. I find trying to stop it before it gets to that point. I I mean honestly I I'm kind of I'm kind of kind of at a loss. Uh, so right now 
me and, you know, the significant other were taking a break, right? And I, I guess this is kind of the idea behind the sex addiction. I, I don't know. I don't want to be, you know what I mean? I don't want to be addicted to anything. I don't want to be dependent on something to resolve my issues. I want to be able to talk about them. Mm. But again, like I said, I feel like it's getting to the point where that's not going to be sufficient enough. Yeah. It's just going to be, I need more sex. I need more sex. I need more sex. And guess what? What if three, four, five years from now, when I'm still together with her and she's, she's not around and somebody else kind of strikes my fancy and I cure my anxiety or my uh, obsessive thoughts or what have you with sex with somebody else. And then it suddenly becomes like a Russell Brand situation where I do like now it's like it's no longer uh, a confined to my partner. Now it's just, uh, you know, anybody with a fucking hole. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to fuck them, you know, because I have uh, a problem and I don't want to get to that point. And so I guess that's. So yes. have you sat down? So like, has it been uh, you said it, it's been what I take it now? It's been like, what, five days? Or is it still, would it be considered four days? We went four days, um, and then we had sex. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, I think. And it was, it was wild. It was definitely wild. Yeah, because you haven't, you hadn't done it in a while. But now, my, a thing that you can do, what you could do is when you do have the urge, instead of actually doing that, you, like you say, sit down Mm -hmm. and talk and figure out why. Scott. But how does that work when only one of you is willing to talk? Okay, I get that. Okay. And that's and that's and that's where my issue lies. That is where my issue my, in my personal life. Then you that's lies. the reason why we're talking. Yeah, but I'm not fucking you, I know, Scott. but that doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's that doesn't matter, though, as long as you're talking, but as long as it's coming. But here's the thing. You leave at one point. And then she comes back. And then, and then I'm here with her all the time. And there needs to be some resolution between her and I, not just for me. Not just for me with you and I. It needs, most importantly, for us Then you have to get her to talk then I can't You can't force people to do things You can't force them But you can still try You don't think I've tried? That's like today man Today At my job mm-hmm. I'm told Not even told Like it's it's they. I can get a bonus If I can pass a Spanish speaking test Uh huh and my coworkers and my supervisors are like, I'll help you. I'll speak Spanish to you. And they speak Spanish to me. And I try my best. But I'm like, I'm not going to speak Spanish to you back. I'm working. Like, I'm not going to try something. So yeah. I get her point. But they're willing to do that. They're willing to speak Spanish to me no matter what. And all I need to do is push myself I to understand, do it. Scott. So then but here's the she's thing. She's able here's to do it. Stop, stop. You're, 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 you're relating... A workplace relationship with a personal relationship. And those two are opposite sides. They're just like somewhere else on the spectrum, but they're nowhere near each other. Because you're not intimate with the people you work with. As a matter of fact, I would argue that you are more uh, covered up, uh, more fake even, with the people you work with. Because they're not in your personal life. They're not part of your personal life. They're part of your work life. And there's a separation between your work life and your personal life. And here's the thing. 
I'm not going to pay her money. I'm, there's no incentive for her to, you know, like uh, be real. It, there's more incentive for but her. It's to your just, life, though. That's what I'm saying. That should be even more. I of a reason. get it, Scott. But here's the thing: you're not getting is that I can only control my life. I can't control somebody else's. I can't psychologically manipulate somebody into talking to me. If they won't, then what can I do? I can't. I can't. I can't make this person divulge information to me so that we can reciprocate information so that we can come to some sort of resolution. I can only hope that I'm going to put my shit out on the table and they'll do the same. Then that's the best you can do. But they, yeah. That's the best you can do. I know. And I, that's I mean, it. You, that right there, it already puts like, you can do the best you can do for you. No, no, no. I, I'm sure. I, I, you know I, what I'm and saying? I get that. I get and that. There's really that. If, if she can't come to that mark where you're at and she can't help you, mm-hmm. then what? Like, there's the, then that's that's your problem. Why is that my problem? Because you can't help yourself. How, wait, wait, wait. I don't understand. How, what is my problem? Well, you, you can only talk to me. Or to somebody else about that right, problem, which is, right? Which is which, which is, is which is why I've come to this sort of <laughs> to that, yeah, exactly. this sort of impasse. That's what I'm that saying, that and that would be like, your problem. No, no, no. Of course, not to say it's bad. Not to say I'm I'm blamed. Like you're not being blamed for anything. No, no, it's no, not no, to of say that not. the problem is really bad. No, it's just I, there anybody, is a if way. Anything, I blame you. Oh, well, okay, blame me. That's fine. <laughs> I'm still not having sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are, Scott. Um, we'll talk about it after. This. <laughs> yeah, how do I check how much time is going on in this <laughs> shit? Uh, we're at uh, eight hundred eighty-four bars. Yeah. Time. There you go. We're at half hour. Um, I wanted to try something a little bit different this time. So uh, what we're gonna do now is uh, take a break. We're at the half hour point. Um, so we're going to take a break and we will be right back. just like taking a bunch of notes about shit that I kind of want to talk about. Um, and there was this thing that my brother brought up to me yesterday that I, I have no recollection of. And, um, uh, maybe I'm just burying, burying, memories, uh, of my childhood. But he told me about this, uh, this instance where I took my three brothers mm-hmm. into the bathroom and I locked the door and I told them um, that they all had to say a cuss word. 
or I would punch them in the face. Were you the? Are you the oldest? I'm the oldest. Oh man! And so I brought in my all of my brothers into the bathroom and told they made them individually say a cuss word, and I asked my brother Jacob if I you know if I did I if I followed through on my threat. He says, "Yeah, you definitely punched me in the face." You punch Jonathan in the face, and then I text my other brother, Jonathan, like, is this true? He's like, yeah, uh, you forced me to say asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I punched uh, Jacob and Jonathan, and then my other brother, Joshua, kind of just, like... Let him go because he said something? Yeah, he immediately, he immediately was like, you know, shit, or whatever. <laughs> um, but I guess it, it got me thinking about... Um, I was talking to my brother yesterday about bullying, how... I don't have really any recollection of being bullied as a kid. But when I think back, I was I was a bully. I was a I was really a bully. I was really a piece of shit when I was a kid, very angry kind of taking it out on other kids. Um and it, it kinda of reminded me of a few instances like that. I mean, that really doesn't seem familiar almost at all to to do that to my brothers. But it definitely seems like in the realm of me as a kid, just bullying. Um, and I told my brother, I remember, you know, obviously in, you know, on the East side kind of, uh, being jumped or like, uh, robbed or accosted on the street, you know, by just randoms, but actually bullied. I don't think I've never, I don't think I've ever been really bullied. Um, but holy shit, I would terrorize some kids. <laughs> God damn, dude, I would terrorize some kids. I think I've been I've been bullied, but it was like a person that I knew, uh-huh. and it wasn't. I just laughed about it. What did they do? So this is elementary school, uh-huh. and yeah, and we were we were in the playground area, uh-huh. and it was after lunch. And he got upset for some reason. He was like a little bit older. Like he was like a year older in elementary school. He was like a year older. And I don't know what was going on, but like I was just making fun of him, but he was pushing me. What were you saying? I don't know. I just remember laughing and just being like, like. Uh, Faggot was a really popular word when I was in elementary school. Like I, to me, it was, I didn't really uh, man, I can't recollect what I would say, but I just remember him pushing me and like kept pushing me. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to do anything. And then he and kissed he, you. No. And then he like, he like pushed me to the ground. And I fell on the ground uh-huh. and he'd done that before uh-huh. for no reason. He would just do that to me yeah. and I would just laugh it off. Mm-hmm. But now that dude's in jail. <laughs> So I'm still laughing. Now somebody is pushing him, except it's in the shower and and he's naked. And, <laughs> I was banging him over. And it's backwards. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, what, he, was he, what is he in jail for? For murder. Really? Yeah. What did he do? Like second degree or something like that. What, uh, what exactly did he... Uh, he try to stab somebody. Really? Try to rob somebody and stab them. Is just like a random person? I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe he was in the news, though. It was pretty funny. Jesus Christ. What was his name? Adon. Adon? Mm-hmm. He knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, you, not, if you're ever listening to if you ever listen to this podcast, yeah. you know who you are. You know who you, you is. You know who you is. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. No, see, he's going to be a while. So it's going to be a while till he uh, hears this episode. And he'll have so many to catch up on by the time he gets out. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, no, I mean, do you have any instances of you being a bully or I, you don't, I mean, you don't necessarily, not that it's like, I was going to say no offense, but it's not like it's a bad thing. Like it's a good thing to be a bully. Cause I mean, it's not, you know, you know, you're, you're honestly, there's a lot of anger behind your motivation to bully. There's a lot of resentment of yourself, of your life, of your family, yeah, uh, especially not. at a young age, you know, and I know that's definitely true for me. I fucking hated my childhood. I thought by the time I was like, you know, eight, eight, nine years old, I definitely like, I yeah. was spoiled. So I don't think I was ever a bully, a uh, bully. Yeah. Cause I was so spoiled as a kid. Oh, you were the kid that I bullied. Probably. Probably. Oh, but like, God. I didn't, that was the one incident. Maybe I am uh, probably bearing those memories as well. Cause yeah. I don't really, I'm trying to think back and like, that's like the one vivid vivid like image actually no that's not true there have been some times like in my middle school Mm -hmm. like i used to like hang out with it's funny because i still hang out with the with the dude right now curtis oh he used to bully you well we were best friends since elementary school and like i was younger he's obviously he's like two years older than Uh i am so he him and like another friend they used to like pick on me because i was a younger one out of the friends but we're still cool though so i don't know that's true we uh we recorded an episode with curtis that actually came out uh i mean audio wise it was terrible i was sick it was just it was a whole fucking mess but hopefully we can have him on again soon oh he yeah i asked him about it we'll probably do it again okay cool we Uh, have some uh thailand Stories, some, some ping pong some show ping stories pong show story, for sure. Yeah, and then we can get him and 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 Kilkenny on, and they can bring on their like, uh, yeah, definitely. That would their be really lady cool. boy, girl boyfriends, yeah, and, uh, they can compete. The lady boy ping pong show, the ping pong show competition. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they I like that. I do remember like, and if like one okay, he's he brought up the story about um go, being at my house and like my nephew peeing his pants. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? No. So so. That was probably like a me being your, a bully to my nephew. Your nephew Mikey? Uh, no, no, no. That's my that's no, I'm sorry. My cousin. My oh, cousin. Uh-huh. To my cousin Paul. I don't know if you remember. No, so like I, I did a I did a mixtape. I did like a hip hop or rap mixtape when I was younger. <laughs> and I had the same like a whole setup, a microphone, computer, yeah. and just we used to just be at my house and we used to just come up with stupid skits and stuff. Mm. And there was one instant where one incident where we were on all of us were in front of the mic. I had a mic stand and we were all in front of the mic and my friend Duke was telling a mm-hmm. story. And for some reason we were just laughing for just right. uh, because of the skit that was going on. Sure. And my cousin just peed his pants. Like, like la- he was laughing. No, he just stopped. Like he was just behind <laughs> us. And he was just started peeing his pants. And we were like, "What? What? In the, what? What's what going he, on? Was like, he wearing khakis or something? That you guys were all able to see this? Yeah, like you really? could tell he was just wet. I think he was wearing jeans, and it just got all wet. Oh and we we're like, God. "Oh my! Like seriously? It was like, we just started like we got." It was like a cringy moment, but it was really funny, mm-hmm. and it was on the microphone. Yeah, we have the recording of it, so it's pretty <laughs> funny. It is pretty. That was that's. I think that was like the one the one thing of bullying that I've done was. To, so you, I mean, you teased him. You completely skipped yeah. over the bullying part. So you teased. We him did. Te- yeah, we all teased. Yeah. Come on, he pissed his pants. Like, oh yeah, no. I laugh? mean, it's but that's the thing. Like, how old were you then? Like fourteen. That's like, dude, you don't do that in front of your boys. You're gonna get shit for that. Hmm. He was like nine. Really? Yeah. I remember. Uh, do you remember? Uh, um, do you remember Neck Boy? 
No. Okay, I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna say his name. I, I, you, I've heard. But neck boy. Okay, so back in um shit, back in high school, um, I I want to say this is like ninth grade year, so maybe like 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. and. He was a uh, punk was like the the cool thing, you know what I mean? Like stud belts and stud bracelets yeah. and just like tight jeans that you sewed on every morning before you went to school, <laughs> and like skin tight band tees that you know like were short enough to show your belt, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to show how fucking With the punk long you were. Hair and yeah, that. and every like there was kind of like around tenth, eleventh grade, there was a transition into greaser, you know what I mean? So yeah. there was a lot of product in the hair. Anyone he, fake pompadours. <laughs> Yeah, and I forget the the name of the dude, but uh, Neg Boy, who uh, is, I mean, is a dear friend. I've known him forever. You know what I mean? Like him and I go way back. We have so many fucking stories. Me, him and I. Um, but in ninth grade, he just like people didn't. He rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. He was just kind of like abrasive and kind of a piece of shit, and just talked a lot of shit. And but I, I mean, that's why I loved him. You know what I mean? Because he was always down to just like fuck people's shit up. Yeah. Um, and there was a friend of ours who was a little bit bigger. Uh, I mean, you know, he was wider and, you know, in both directions and, uh, he was just, um, he was a lot angrier. He had like a a worse family situation at home. And, um, so they got in a fight after school and somebody recorded it and back then, we used to make these skate videos, you know what I mean? Because, of course, you know, you watch skate videos, and that's like, oh, my God, that's like your motivation to yeah. go and skateboard. Like, so yeah. after school, the only thing you think about during school is skateboarding. When you get off of school, you go skateboard, right? Yeah. And then at night, you dream about skateboarding, and then you start the whole thing over again. So, of course, our inspiration is like, oh, a full-length skate video. Then you rub your dick on the on the table. No, that comes, that comes like a decade later <laughs> when, you know, you've established yourself as a kind of a, a sex addict of sorts. Um, but anyway, he, so we used to make these videos and he was part of the, there were crews, obviously, mm. you know, there was the crap crew, right? <laughs> and neck boy was part of the crap crew. And I don't remember if it was crap who put this video out, but it was like a full length video and all the dudes that we knew, they all had, uh, parts in the video. And of course they were like, you know, a minute or two long, but still it was like, it, it's fucking cool to like have a, a, a thing that you worked on and like see it to the end. And in the credits, was the fight between <laughs> this like double wide uh, greaser punk dude versus Neck Boy, and he's just beating the shit out of him. But who's be- he's beating? Yeah, the the double wide guy um, was beating the shit out of Neck Boy <laughs> in at school in the courtyard, and I do I see like a glimpse of myself in there, <laughs> just laughing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's funny, dude. Just and somebody on top of another oh. kid just like <laughs> punching him in the face. Dude, honestly, and if anybody deserved it, it was it was uh it was neck boy. But honestly, <laughs> man, my fucking I love that dude to death. Yeah. I fucking love that dude to death. I actually told a story about him on uh the last episode with Maurice or with uh Omar. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the dude that was drunk? And I told the story about he was drunk. They got pulled over. Oh, he, he jumped, jumped into in the, the backseat. Back yeah. That's the same dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Man. But, yeah, that was definitely, like, an instance of bullying. And after that, I mean, of course, like, they, they videotaped it. And so that kind of that footage circulated. It's not like It's not like today where you have, you know tons of people filming a fight at a school. And that shit circulates like crazy. Yeah. We only had one source. 
but still that it shit did circulate yeah. you know what i mean um it i think for the most part it only stayed within our circle you know mm-hmm. but it was like a pretty big circle maybe like I don't know, 35, 40 kids, you know, like of all, st- back then that's still a lot of people. Man. Yeah, of course. Of like sure. all the skaters that in was school. pre-social media. So yeah. it was like you had your flip phones. I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine the type of bullying, but I, I guess I wanted to t- I talk about bullying because even then, like I know Mauricio now, um, and I just said his name, even though I wasn't going to say his name. But you don't, you don't know his name, mainly because I don't remember it, because I would say it if I do. But uh, Mauricio, a.k.a. Neckboy, he, um, they're gonna, you know, they're he got gonna bullied. Google Neckboy, and they're just going to see that video pop No, up. there's so many fucking <laughs> Neckboys in the world, I'm sure. He's going to come up, like, on the... Like, have you heard those two guys? His name is Wide Neck, and... Uh, we talked about this. We already talked about this. <laughs> Scott, get on, hey, get on with a, your life. the same. It's not... Anyway, um, yeah, he, he, he got bullied for a long time after that, and he kind of took it in stride. Of course, it, like... Is he married now and has kids? He actually does, yeah. And um, uh, I've met his uh, baby mama. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're married, but um, I've met his baby mama. They, they make a perfect pair. They're really good together. They have... He's super crazy about his kids, so that's really cool. Um... I, fuck, I ha- I haven't seen him in maybe a year and some change, maybe a little more than that. Um, but yeah, man, neck boy, I love you. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, about bullying, he, I mean, if you it, ever get a chance, you got to get him on here. That would be oh my god, that'd be cool. We'd have in, some insane stories, but I'd I mean, you could probably. Those, he's such a fucking hood rat. It, it's <laughs> it's kind of hard to like. I think you'd bring be, up that video and see what he says, <laughs> see his side of the story. Bring that other guy, bring him in here and see what they... I don't remember. Um, Sapo. That's what we called him. Sapo. That's fucking his name. Sapo. What does that mean in Spanish again? Like Sapo? frog or like uh, I don't know. toad or... Anyway, Sapo. I soap, I mean soap. That's no. all. Or soup. Soap, I mean soup. So the people at work to, that are pushing you to speak Spanish, they didn't really push you that hard, huh? I'm telling you, man. See, that's why relationships don't work and that's why I'm addicted to sex, Scott. You didn't believe me, but... That's the uh, the crux of this episode, I guess. I remember making skate videos with friends, man. That was fun. Yeah. That was like getting up and just having your recorder, just going out yeah. to some skate park. That was, that was Even your... just like, le- like uh, do you remember the ledge? Uh, there was like a loading dock, the Albertsons God. loading dock. Loading docks were the standard spot. Yeah, man. In like middle school, high school. Or the Bonanza, the Bonanza stair set, like a four set. Bonanza, Bonanza, and what? Bonanza and Nellis. There's a Kmart right no. there. See, I, I, I was I was like a little bit closer to the downtown than uh, on the east side. I was Bonanza and uh, Bonanza and Eastern. Bonanza and Eastern. And we had the Albertsons, which is now, uh, fuck, what is it? Uh, I forget what it is now, but it was an Albertsons. It's still a grocery store, but I forget what it is. Um, it's not a Marianas. Um, no, Marianas is across the street. A La Bonita. No, no, no. It's I think it's, it's, an, it's I a, think it's a Cardenas. I don't. I don't remember. Anyway, so there was a Forester behind there and a loading dock. And I remember the first time I saw somebody skate down the stairs. I just pff, mind, dude. Like it shattered my uh, belief in what is possible, like what is physically possible. And uh, I remember that about the first time I um, saw skateboarding in person. 
Um, this is actually another bullying story <laughs> with this the kid who got me into skateboarding. And I remember this uh, vividly. Frankie DeShane was his name. And my dad worked in, in an apartment complex. And so he would bring home, like he would paint and clean apartment complex, uh, apartments. And anything that's left over in the apartment, he would bring home or he'd throw away, whatever. So he brought home a skateboard and it just sat in the garage for the longest time. It just sat in there. And I, I've seen, I'd seen it before, but it, I paid no mind to it. And uh, our friend, uh, Frankie DeShane, came over one day. And like he did all the time and he's like, oh my God, you guys have a skateboard. And, uh, he's like, I know how to Ollie. I'm like, I don't know. I don't like, I don't care. And we went in the living room and he put the board on the carpet and he ollied. And I rem- dude, Scott, I remember this like it was fucking yesterday. Just something clicked in my mind. As soon as I saw him do that, I thought, how is that possible? That doesn't make sense. How does that work? I need to know. And from that point on, I, f- I was obsessive about it. I just, I remember it clicking in my mind. It's just like this piece of wood with wheels. It meant nothing to me until I saw him do that. It became my everything. It became my everything for the longest time. You know, obviously, you know, yeah. they're skateboarding. I have a story like that too. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, I, l- l- let me get to my bullying story. Bully. Uh, Frankie DeShane. Frankie DeShane, uh, and this is something that my brother mentioned earlier too, is that I remember uh, my brother mentioned it because I, I talked I, I meant I talked to him last night, one of my brothers, Jonathan, and I asked him, "Do you have any other instances where I was kind of a bully or, you know, kind of just fucked with you guys?" And he's like, "Yeah, the one time you made uh, Frankie eat your fart," <laughs> and um, <laughs> I remember this kind of vividly, too, pretty vividly too, but. Um, uh, he was fucking with my younger brother, Jacob. He was just like bullying him or kind of like messing with him or what have you. So, of course, you cure bullying with more bullying. So, I remember threatening Frankie and Frankie didn't take me seriously. And I remember chasing him around the house and the front door. This is like summertime and we used to keep the front door open. So, the front door was open, ran outside. Ran back inside, ran outside, somewhere around the yard, ran back inside and went into the living room and I caught him. And at this point in my life, I was obsessed with fish hooking people. You know, you stick your index finger into their mouth and you you fish hook them, right? And so I got him down on the ground and he's laughing hysterically. I fish hook him and I put my asshole right on his mouth and I fart right down. No, 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 pants down. I mean, (laughs) that would have been even more. (laughs) What am I, like a sex addict? Um, but yeah, I, I farted right into his, um, right into his uh, mouth hole and, uh, he was pretty upset after that, but, uh, he made Now he's addicted to fart porn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In prison. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What they bend him over. He's the one that kneels down. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's dealing with your bully. The guy that, uh, it's like a struggle to, to know who's fucking who, um, so like, they, hey, I know. So they just sixty nine <laughs> in the shower <laughs> backwards. So they just fart in each other's mouths every day. <laughs> they ninety six. <laughs> anyway, you were you were gonna mention a story about the it. same like the same feeling of uh, skateboarding. First skateboarding, uh. I remember the first time I got a skateboard. 
And I was learning how to ollie. Mm-hmm. And then I just told myself, I'm going to learn how to kickflip. Yeah. And it was like fourth grade elementary school in front of my house early morning. And I was just practicing, practicing. And I remember hearing the bell ring because my elementary school was like two blocks away. Right. And I would just, I remember hearing that bell ring and I was like, I'm not going to school until I land a kickflip. And I was. God, you must have woken up so early. I don't know what it was like seven or six or seven. Yeah. And I was just practicing and practicing and like friends, people who were walking by like my elementary school friends would like walk, sit in front of my house while I would just learn how to kickflip. And I remember landing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, I landed a kickflip. I was like so excited. And then I skated to school. And then I walk into my class and my teacher takes my skateboard. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to continue skating because of that. Is that it? That was it. Oh, God. That was when I first learned that was like skateboarding. You man. know what's funny? I never felt satisfied. I never felt, and you know, that's part of the appeal for skateboarding with me is that even like with like a really hard trick or something that I tried for a long time, if I tried it for a long time and I finally did it, I would feel no satisfaction from it. And I loved that. I loved that the pursuit Now you're a sex addict. Yeah. And now I'm a sex addict and I'm just trying to fuck constantly. Um, But uh, one time I was raped by my skateboard. I remember that. It's probably like a few months into skateboarding, and I was trying to learn a heel flip. And you were saying no, 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 and it bent yeah, you over. Yeah, and it credit carded you. Yeah, it uh, it definitely charged me a couple times. <laughs> um, yeah, those are tragic. But I mean, they happen to everybody. Um, but so yeah, bullying. Um, Anyway, I I guess the idea of bullying kind of came across because I'm still kind of a bully. (laughs) I'm still kind of a bully in that um, I'm I kind of maybe I I feel like maybe I I dress it up as challenging people. (laughs) But I really sometimes I I was talking to my brother yesterday about this. Sometimes I just like to either get a reaction. I, I say like, I, I want to get people thinking. So I, I challenge them. And sometimes it's just like, I want to counter what you're think, what you're saying or what you're doing for, you know, some sort of practical reason. And then sometimes I just want to fuck with you. You know what I mean? I just want for my own benefit for my own, you know, so I can laugh about it later on my own. Um, and just kind of make people upset. You know what I mean? Just to like get an, a, a reaction, just to get some sort of like, I want to see that. And um, I guess that's what makes me a sex addict. That's a, that's a good way to, good way to become a sex addict, man. Yeah. Bullying people into becoming a this sex is addict. Be, this is becoming uh, an Al-Anon meeting. <sighs> Sex Addict Anonymous. Yeah. We're going to call the podcast. We're going to call this the sexy episode. The sexy episode. (laughs) 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 Do you remember the first time you had sex? Oh, boy. Yeah, of course. I do. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Who was he? Was he cute? He was, man. It was, uh, it was me. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. Um, my brother was there. Anyway, so we'll go ahead and end it here. Um, Mine was in my dad's car in his front seat. <laughs> was your dad there? <laughs> they were inside a house. Oh, wait, he was out. there. I remember. Um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll continue this on the, uh, on the next episode. Um, anything you want to say, Scott? Okay, good. I wish you could loop this so I could freestyle over it. Oh, fuck. Dude, that's how, how does it sound, though? Does it sound fucking...